This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Jump Hi there, everyone. Uh, back on hosting range for me today, Nathaniel's poorly, so he's not made it. Um, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, it's probably not going to be the most entertaining episode. It's the last two dead rubber games. What a, what a way to get, get people in. Two draws, so you're, you're, going to have, you're going to have loads of fun. Obviously, um, sponsored by uh, the Pearson's, uh, it's not Pearson's anymore, it's all too logical in Hull. How dare I? Big refair, nobody's been since. Big stitch up. That's because I'm still in. I'm still from weeks ago, Will. I'm, I'm still in hosting mode from back then. Nathaniel's host now. But yeah, obviously sponsored by uh, Old Zoological in Hull. Uh, we are part of the TalkSport Fan Network. And if anybody watching us live has noticed, uh, mostly audio, well, audio viewers won't be here now, but Goals TV, little tab thing down there. So we, we, we've mentioned it before, but not in great detail. It's basically just a, it's a streaming website that's based in, in North America. It's just... It, it's got basically every sport, loads of content creators on there to talk about American football, basketball, hockey, as well as our football. Um, and if you use that code to sign up, it's completely free to join. And it supports us as a network too. So, um, yeah, just head over to them, check them out, use that code THAB uh, to sign up to that, and you're open up to a new world of content. Um, joined by Will today and Tom. Um, We'll, we'll, we'll obviously just go straight into the uh, Swansea game at first. They still had something to play for. They still were chasing down the top six. Um, we've not really had anything to play for for a number of weeks now. <laughs> I've had no strikers available for a number of weeks also. Um, but a, a promising start to the game. Obviously, um, it, it was a, it was an early goal. We, we, we got in down the left-hand side with Vaughan, put it into the middle for, for an early goal. Will, did you think um, it was the kind of game... Did, was it a better game than you expected it to be? It was It was about what I expected it to be because it was two teams who like to pass the ball around, like to have possession. And I think both teams showed that in both halves. We dominated the first half of both halves and then Swansea dominated the second half of both mm. halves. 
but neither team could really break through one another for the most part. I think both teams were very good defensively. Um, and I thought a draw was about right. It's a shame for Swansea because we ended there very slight playoff chances, but I think a draw was about correct. And I think it was two teams who play similar football kind of cancelling one another out with that football. Yeah, two two possession based teams wanted as well, and I think I think we were probably on the on the on the lesser end of the possession scale. Uh, Swansea, I think, have been playing that way for a number of years, and I think that showed. Um, it, it with we'll stay on the topic of this style of player. Then, Tom, do you think that, especially considering that we haven't got our full firepower available in in terms of the forward players that we've got missing at the minute and things like that, do you think that this possession based system? I know that. A lot of people can sometimes have a bit of a um, it can be against it just for the risks that we take when we're playing out from the back and things like that. But coming up against a side like Swansea, do you think that's the kind of play that we aspire to do, or do you think we 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 more than matched them in that sense? Yeah, I think we aspire we're aspiring to do that. And we're seeing here in a short time being here has sort of transformed us into this possession based side, and that's obviously the right way to play going forward. Um, you know, you, you Alfie Jones and McLaughlin at the back, they're both great on the ball playing out. Um, and I think that's we'll get some signs in the summer that can sort of adapt to this system and we're looking much better but one one issue I have with the, the, the style sometimes is that we can be we can sort of play the football in the wrong areas of the pitch um, it's alright knocking it about when you're in the middle of the pitch but we have to be a bit more pragmatic going forward like we don't really get it to the wings quick enough you know we're, we're passing around and then someone you know Greaves might take a few touches and then he'll get it to the wing and then by then you know the opposition have got back in back in position but I think to play Torsham sometimes it'd be, it'd be good to be a bit more direct you know when when it's not necessarily this possession based style is not necessarily going that well not necessarily or just lump it up front but I mean maybe try and play take a few more risks in behind you've got the likes of Aliad that like to run in behind you've got the likes of Vaughan that like to get in behind as well you know currently and then obviously Atete does as well when he's back um, and you've got to exploit that um, you know play them killer balls but Maybe in the summer, I think that's what we've got to invest in, someone that can sort of grab the game by the scuff of the neck and come with that moment of quality to split a defence because right now, I think that's that's where we're lacking. Um, you know, in terms of building up from the back, like you've got Seri that that sort of controls the game and without him, you know, we're a totally different team. You know, we can't get a foothold in the game, but we've got him, you know, someone like, you know, obviously try always coming in and done that sort of job, splitting defences, but, you know, maybe get a bit more quality in the final third and I think, you know, but you know, I don't want to say it, but maybe we might be up there next season. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's, it's promising signs. Do, do you think it's just like? A, do you think it's just a case of the the tempo maybe needs increasing at times? And because I, I do think that this yeah. style when we're playing it, it's it, it's a style you've got to be patient with. And and he said that numerous times, Zinho, in his interviews. We, we've we've got to stick with them. And he has said also multiple times that they've got to pick and choose when to do it. Um, so you know he can only tell them so much the players on the pitch have got to do that they've got to you know they've got to have that intelligence and they've got to make that decision themselves to to when they've got the ball at feet whether that be the goalkeeper or the centre half or you know Seri who's, who's probably sitting deeper in the midfield as to as to try and make a more progressive pass I mean like I'm thinking back to the Sunderland game when because um, we don't see Seri venture into the offensive half very often but in that but Sunderland did, game yeah. that first goal comes but... from Seri carrying the ball forwards allowing other midfielders to then run yeah. forwards, which obviously gave it to Slater into two fans to score. And I don't think we see enough of that. So do you, do you think maybe it's it, it's a case of maybe with the pre-season, Will, that the, the players will will come back and he'll sort of say, well, these were the building blocks from last season. This is looking very well. 
but this is what we need to do to change that this season. Obviously, that will come with signings and and, and hopefully a, a, a lot less injuries. But um, is there actually much that Rosinia needs to tinker with in, in in the style of play that we're doing at the minute? Is is it worth sticking with as fans? Obviously, it, it's so hard to say because we've never really had a full fit side while Rosinia's been here. To be honest, and never really had the squad that he's wanted up, you know, fully fitness. Um, I think defensively he'll be very happy now. Um, for the most part. And I think, again, yeah, in the summer, it'll be a case of, right, this is what we've got right, and we need to improve on, obviously, improve on. And I, I agree, I think it is a tempo thing. It's the passing from through from defence to midfield to attacks just too slow. The transition's too slow um, at times. And it allows a lot of teams to sort of, like, get ready for our attack as a result, for the most part. Yeah, you, you allow yeah, yeah. to get into shape, don't you? And that's that, that's the problem because we always struggle when teams seem to defend deep or, or, or sit back. Which I think in in a game like where what we saw with Swansea and what a lot of us were actually looking forward to was a sense that Swansea actually still had something to play for, which mean, meant that we, especially with the difficulty of our running towards the end of the season, we we were actually playing sides that still had shouts of attaining something, um, which I'm, I, I think we all were particularly happy about because it meant that these teams weren't going to come here and sit back because they needed to come here and win. Um, so it meant that, you know, we weren't looking at dire affairs, maybe the Luton one to an extent, obviously, because they were probably resting some players for the playoffs and things like that. Definitely. But, um, the, the, the Swansea game in particular, obviously, I thought that there was a lot to be desired in terms of, um, obviously, well, I think that's been a problem all season is that, is that final ball, the quality of the final ball. We have that with a few of the players. I think um, Aliar comes to mind, you know, a very promising player with the ball at his feet, tends to do the right thing and then gets it to, uh, you know, the final third. And then sort of he, he, his brain just turns to mush and he doesn't quite make the right decision at that time. But that, that seems to be the case with most of the side. Tom, do you think that is literally just because, is it a bit of a cop-out to blame it on injuries? Or do you think it's just because we've got a relatively young squad and it's going gonna, it's gonna to obviously have to come with time kind of thing, these, these decision-making at the key moments? Yeah, I think one. I think sometimes we do the football we play is brilliant. Like we switch through the fair as well. We get into a promising position in the final third, like you say, and then the, the final four deceives us. Um, I think that can be put down to not having a recognised striker in there because we're getting out wide. We're having you've got two sort of forwards then try or in two fan or whoever's playing up front who was no who are both notoriously attacking midfielders that like to drop off. So they're not, they don't have the sort of now to sort of play the, the striker role. We've seen Suvan play quite well up there, but it's not the same as having an Oscar or a Teddy up there or Connolly. Just sort of that that presence, you know, you, you would miss that in the box. Like people slander Oscar, but, you know, he's scored 13 goals a season. He's got a good presence in the box and that's where most of the goals are coming from. He scored some crucial goals, obviously. Birmingham where sticks out, you know, we won 1-0, crucial, crucial point of the season where we're struggling a little bit. And um, yeah, I think we, we have missed Oscar, but, yeah, the, the final ball has to improve and I think if we get we get the right signings in the summer, then, you know, get, get a bit more quality and then that, that, that'll that certainly sort of take us up a gear. But yeah, Ali has been quite frustrating this season for me. I think he's one of them players but you don't really know his best position. Um, last season we saw him playing a two up front with Keen Lewis Potter and he looked brilliant. Like I think that's probably his best position striker but Rossini seems to think that out wide but yeah, yeah, he's, he's still he's an exciting player to watch, but yeah, if we want to sort of kick on, we've got to start being a bit more ruthless, and you know, we've got to make them right signings. So yeah, but yeah, yeah, I think I think because as fans, you want to watch at least you know you want you want players that especially I think in wingers we, we miss 
I think football misses at the minute that those kind of wingers that, you know, get bums off seats, kind of exciting as soon as they touch the ball, you know, people want to stand up because they think something's going to happen kind of thing. The kind of signing we expected everywhere to be, um, which obviously didn't didn't turn out very well. Um, but someone like Harry Vaughan who's come in, now Vaughan I think was very good against Swansea and I'm, I'm quite glad that he obviously got his, his first goal contribution in terms of that cross, but it, it, it was his run. Um, that, that that obviously made the goal for which I still think was I've watched I've rewatched the replay so many times and I still can't decide whether it was an own goal or two fans because it looks like he sticks. You, you wanted to be your doppelganger's girl, just be honest. It's because it's well, you. It's not my doppelganger, but it, it it does it does look like he's manages to stick his leg out in front of, of Kabango and, and put it in. But it, like be, so I say, I ain't seen anything in slow motion enough to. To be fair, regardless, two fans' movement causes the goal. Regardless, yeah. there. Yeah, it does. And obviously, Vaughan making that run from deep, and obviously, we know the, the class that Seri's got to make that pass to go out wide and um, to get on the end of it. And then, obviously, it's in the box, it's in the goal. And we had a very good start. But that's the kind of thing you want to see from your wingers getting into those positions, putting in dangerous crosses, even if it's just to an area where someone should be. Um, and then just hope that someone gets on the end of it. And like Tom said, obviously, someone like Oscar probably would have had a trick against Rotherham, for example, in the game where we failed to score. But we had so many, the ball in, in, in so many good positions. Um, but I think it, it gives you a bit of optimism because if you think to next season um, and the players that we've got available right now, and that's without the transfers that we're supposed to be bringing in, which I can imagine he's working hard on. Like you say, Traore in there, two fan now that he's had a full season in the Championship, understands the league. Um, we've got Harry Vaughan, who probably will have a part to play in the first team next season, regardless of the signings we make. Um, there's there's so much promise there with the strikers, and you think that when when this system gets sped in a bit more with pre-season, we, we could be a bit of a threat. I mean, like Will said, we've we the defensive side of things also has been brilliant. Like I think what was it, fourteen clean sheets we've had under Rosinia, yeah, or is that total? Right. Which is yeah, crazy. Only, yeah, I think only like one, one of them was under Shotter. Yeah, one yeah, one clean sheet under Shotter. Rosinia gets one in his first game away at Millwall with ten men. So um, it's just, it, it, yeah, it's good. It's, it's been a, it was it's a Swansea. It's, we'll, we'll say on the Swansea game before we go on to Luton one. Um, Swansea's goal. Um, there's not really any complaints about that. Would you say? Nice well, goal. I think it's just a really good goal. Once it very good. Very passing, nice but, Swansea goal. Yeah, that's tend to be what they do. But do you think that when it comes to um, when, you, when you're watching teams like Swansea play, uh, do you think our players would have would have would have seen the, that kind of movement? You like to two fan, you like to Traore. Watching things like that and thinking, yeah, that's the kind of stuff we should be doing. Do you think they'll apply that kind of style to their play next season? I think the Swansea yeah. are definitely an influence of sorts. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 one of those, isn't it? Because Burnley as well played a possession-based style, but they were very relentless in the way that they press. I don't know if our players maybe didn't have the fitness to do that kind of press this season. Um, the amount of injuries we had as well, I think. That, so, that's, and you that's look at the actual there. players they've got as well, Burnley. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, 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 had, they, they recruited really well as well, didn't they? I think they, they didn't actually suffer that bad with injuries, did they? Uh, we've got a comment there, obviously, about um, the, the ability of crosses. I mean, I think it would be interesting to try and find a stat <laughs> on successful crosses, but yeah, we've never think... really... Yeah, go on, they always go straight, don't they? I think we missed someone like obviously in the in the Steve Bruce promotion season, you had El Mahmoud on one side, Brady on the other side, putting these crosses. And I saw, I don't miss that style of football, but it got it, it you got your reward for putting. Eventually, you could put twenty five crosses in the game, but you get your reward eventually. Um, 
the usual quality balls as well. And we also miss someone like Brady from like a dead ball or Snodgrass, dead ball specialist. With I don't think we have one of them really in the team. Like that put, can put in a dangerous ball from a corner, set piece. I don't. I'm, I'm not sure how many scores to score from a set piece this season, but I don't think it's that many. And that's that's you know something we struggled with for a while. And you know maybe we could look to recruit someone that can sort of fit the bill in terms of that quality in the final third and. You know, being being able to put that cross in and sort of play the killer ball at the right time. I think the championship has come a long way in the past decade, where like you sit, you know, you, you used to be able to create a lot more chances for your striker. And, you know, you might you might get four or five chances a game to score, whereas now m- most games you you try to get one or two, and he has to put them away. It's like obviously the quality now in the championship is so much more different than it was ten years ago. So it's yeah, it's like obviously football's evolved, but you've got to sort of. You know, recruit the right players in terms of you know our style, but yeah, I think it's 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 it with with us. I feel like we 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 cross the ball more when we've not had our strikers fit, and then yeah. it's weird because we 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 do the opposite when we've got corners and free kicks. We tend to try and play them short, which makes more sense when you've not got your likes of Oscar and Tete on the pitch. But you, I, I, I'm not a fan of short corners, free kicks. I don't think I ever will be. <laughs> Until one yeah. goes ends up in the back of the net. So uh, you get to the ninety third minute, ninety third minute, you're playing a short corner, like just get it in the box, man. Like, stop pissing about with it. Yeah. Like, I mean, to be but fair, that, like, that is the time when we'll score one, though. <laughs> yeah, it will. Yeah. Uh, th- th- there's a lot of praise in the comments. To be fair, for um, for Louis Coyle, not Doyle. I would Doyle. Doyle. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah, he's our best crosser by a mile. Yeah, and and I think it's it, it's a shame, obviously, that that. We've not had the likes of Oscar Arteta fit, especially for this last few uh, last few weeks, really, isn't it? Um, because you, when you're crossing the ball into Tufan, Traore, and Slater, you're not you're not going to win many headers, are you? Uh, although Tufan doesn't seem too bad in the air, does he? To be fair, um, he's always in the right place, isn't he? In the box, that's that's one yeah. thing with Tufan. Like, I think that's but, that's a, yeah, sort of midfielder been crying out for for a while. Under Rossini, he's you know hit, along with McLaughlin as well. Them two are probably the most improved. In terms of the the physical performance and in terms of the quality as well, like obviously Maka came in from nowhere, and when we, we, we was all asking for him to play, obviously he's slotted in so well, and then obviously too fun when we knew that the quality was there, but obviously we're seeing he's getting out of him more, and you know he's, he's actually applying the energy as well as well. I think as the season's gone, he's got fitter, so hopefully with a full pre-season under his belt, uh, hopefully too fun can push on next season because we know he has the quality. It's just about having the consistency to go with it, so. Yeah, I suppose I suppose with two fan, it's what position does he play next season? Because obviously at the minute, I think, and I, and yeah. I would argue that the current position he's playing is is his best. I think that sort of false nine from the front, yeah, yeah, free room that he's he's got at the minute is 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 the best we've seen of him since he's yeah. come here. Um, but obviously next season, you would hope that we've got at least two strikers that will probably play, unless he plays with the obviously three and the one through the middle. Um, yeah, you could play with yeah. Trio if you wanted to fit him in. You could play obviously two fan and behind the striker, put, put Trio on the wing, like as an inverted winger. Like, you know, it's that could work, yeah, but, yeah. Because if because your thing is obviously that there's a player missing out somewhere in there, so midfield wise, like Seri, Traore and Slater has, 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 has been a very good midfield three, and then you've got Vaughan who's coming on the left side and been phenomenal since his debut. Um, two fan yeah. who can play obviously up top or in the middle, um, but he's been playing obviously as that false nine at the minute, the, the sort of figurehead, and then we've got Aliar on the right hand side. But you, you wouldn't you wouldn't really want to put two fan out wide or Traore because they haven't got the pace to yeah. do 
obviously what Ali Adel. So it's it's tough. It's a weird one for for where we play to fan next season because you'd yeah, think he would obviously drop into a midfield three and it'd have to be a rotation between him and Traore because I think they're probably the yeah. most similar players, aren't they? If this is down to the recruitment, I think the last season like we recruited a lot of sort of different players that don't, don't fit into this style that we're playing now, and I don't think even the players we signed last year fitted fitted into shorter style really, which sort of obviously Adrian's probably learned his lesson now, but we sort of recruited but didn't really look at the profiles of the players and, mm-hmm. and that's led to the injuries. But I think we've received Rossini now will have a clear path of recruitment. So we'll start sort of, you know, recruiting sort of more proven championship players, players that he knows well. Obviously he's, he's worked in League League One and you know he knows the Premier League as well. Um, and I think that's gonna be a positive because right now you you can speak about a lot of players like Tete too fan. You don't know where they're Eat Ali are as well. You don't really know their best position, like and how to fit them in. But hopefully, Rossini can sort of figure it out in the summer and come back next season, fully fit eleven and start start with a bang. Really. Mm. <coughs> um, last thing then before we move on to Luton, uh, Will. Uh, was it four, three or four home games in a row? We had twenty k plus. Something that last year seemed miles away. Um, yep. Was was oh, reserved yeah. for. Premier League opposition in the cup kind of games, but um, the, the attendances are steadily increased. Obviously, cheap t- cheaper tickets has helped towards the end of the season. And obviously, we had the, the the really nice gesture of the free away travel. But do you, do, do you feel like obviously with the home games this season, do you think we we've, we've, we we will have managed to convince quite a few people to come back to the club next season? Do you think our home attendances will inc- increase slightly? Memberships will go up, things like that. Do you think the feel good factor will carry on? Yeah, it will. possibly. Um, it's not just free away travel, it's free home travel as well because they've been yeah. organising travel from Mount towards like Wivensey Way and all that sort of way to get people in as well. Um, I think the fact that the even obviously the ticket offers on, even regardless of the ticket offers, the attendance has been steadily increasing anyway, showing that how much good faith there is behind this new ownership and new manager. And I think it's only going to be continued. Like next season, I think you'll see even without the ticket offers, I think we'll start getting regular 20,000s. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's something that we haven't... I mean, we used to get 18 to 20K in like League 2, didn't we? So I, I think our average mm. is between 18 and 20,000. And then obviously the extra 4 or 5K that you get for your sellouts and things like that will be for, like we say, when we get the cheaper tickets or if we're doing well. Obviously, fair weather fans come back, don't they? Um, but our steady attendances in terms of a club, I think I think we're probably going to reach them next season at least, Tom. You were going to say something. Yeah, but the free ticket, obviously the free travel to her match, I think that that's, could be a cost-efficient way to keep fans coming back. I know the, the way travel would be quite steep to be entered across the season, but you think about it, like it's not going to cost him a great a, a lot to get fans, you know, free travel. But yeah, I think it should be encouraged the fans to come back next season. Um, even without that, even if Adrian stopped the, the free home travel. But yeah, you know, good summer recruitment. Positive, more positive news off the field, you know, trips to Turkey. I think, you know, more fans will be coming back. But yeah, you're right there that the average attendance is probably around 18,000. So I remember in um, obviously the championship sort of 2010-11 was getting about 17,000, 18,000, like under like Nigel Pearson when sort of obviously Alams came in. So I think that is around our attendance. Yeah, I think mean, a couple of thousand on top when yeah, we're doing well on that. Yeah, I think uh, how many memberships did we sell? I think it was like 11, 11 and a half thousand or something like that. Was it? You'd expect to go that to about 13, yeah, around like 12,000. Yeah, 
Um, so. The one the one positive thing I've I've noticed as well sitting up in West Upper is for a lot of those games recently they've had the all the local sort of grassroots sports teams like kids teams up like, like loads of them in the top school kids, um, and I think that's a good thing to see just from a like a new generation of fans being brought in. Yeah, and someone's yeah. just commented it as well. Yeah, yeah. it's on the ball. Well, that that six thousand school kids thing hasn't been in case when it's been the twenty three thousands because the West Up has been, you can tell it's been ticketed because there, there's loads of different people up there. It's been for a lot of the yeah. other games where they haven't had the big deals on. They've had the West Up open for a lot of the school kids. Yeah, I remember when when I was at school and that they used to do like giveaway free tickets. Yeah, they did for ages. Like, they used to do a charity sort of events. And I think after that that sort of returns. We obviously past decade. Probably seven, seven, eight years. We've lost the generation of fans really due to the alums. So I think yeah. it's good now that we're adding sort of, sort of realizing that we want to get more fans in, you know, the younger generation back. And well, the way you do that is offering the free tickets. But the fact that what a zero to ten year old is a free membership, you know, yeah. an adult's what twenty five. It's cheap football. It's cheap. Champ- this is probably surely we're like the one of the cheapest in the championship in terms of like a yearly membership. Yeah. But it's not just that, it's the events they host all year round as well. There's all those different like nights they have at the KC, different events for the yeah. younger generations and stuff as well, which yeah. only entice fans to come back or those, those little kids to get involved in the club more. Pretty much atmosphere has obviously improved as well, as we've touched on before, you know, Eddie as a DJ. Eddie doing the DJ has yeah. been super. Yeah, and then obviously the stuff they do outside the face paint and all that, you know, it's, it's obviously promising times for the club and hopefully that carries on like to next season and on the pitch, really. Yeah, because obviously, obviously under the arms, we, we we all we all know what happened, and, and there's no point dwelling on it too long. But but with the, with the abolishment of obviously the, the concessionary tickets and OAPs and things like that, and then a lot of fans stayed away for a long time. And when you were seeing the nine ten thousand attendances, we had things like you you worried that you wouldn't be able to you know bring these fans back, especially after COVID and cost of living and things like. That. I mean, we sat here on this podcast and spoke about. How does how big a task Adjin has uh, bringing people back? Because one, the cost of things, and and two, people will have found things, other things to do on weekends to fill the time instead of coming to football. And um, the, the, there's so many different factors that come into play. But I can safely sit here now. I think in, at the end of the season and say that when I attend games now, you can, it feels like it did years ago, where oh, yeah. you wanted to come there's to football. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, you want, uh, I think for years we all we all sort of like was like, oh, I've got to go to the football today, but now there's much more like positivity surrounding it when you go, like, the atmosphere is much better. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and and even with like the tickets for school kids and things like that, at least the club's now being active in the community again. And, and like, yeah. say, looking, looking after the future generation of fans because at the end of the day, they're going to be the next set that come to attend games, so. You know, I, I I bring my daughter on the regular. She absolutely loves it, and and the, there's so many experiences now, and and all the school kids that are coming to games. Hopefully, they now fall in love with Hull City rather than your your Liverpool's, your Man United's, Chelsea's, and and, and your Leeds, the whole Whites or whatever it is with the our our West Yorkshire neighbours. Um, you know, try yeah. and convince them to, to support us instead. So you've got to make yeah. those kind of efforts, haven't you? Yeah, I think we've like we're one obviously one club city really. Like we should have a big attendance. I, I think, think you'll find, Tom, yeah. we're a rugby town. <laughs> yeah. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. 
It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Don't get me started on that, but... Yeah, I'm not going to even go into that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, very, feel good factors back at home. Obviously, then we we travelled to Luton away, who was third. Um, I think they were... Were they guaranteed third? I don't think they were. Was it depending on their result in Millwall? Oh, yeah, they, they, were, they were already uh, guaranteed. Were they already yeah. points above, though, weren't they? Yeah, so 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 they rested a few key players because they've got the playoff campaign to think about. Um, it was just whoever they were going to play in sixth. I think it changed a few times. I'm pretty sure Millwall were three one up against Blackburn at one point and in the top six and then yeah. losing four three. That's quite funny. I don't know how that happens. Like, <laughs> Sunderland have ended that. up in the top six instead. It's, Tony Mowbray working a wonder there. Um, but a, a game that you could probably look at and just think. Yeah, dead rubber. Uh, you went to the game, didn't you, Tom? Was you in fancy dress? Yeah, I did, yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't bother this year, but I did last year with the traffic curve. I didn't oh. bother this year, though. Joe was there in fancy dress, John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it was a game that, obviously, we made a few changes too. I think it was Doc, Simons, Macca was back in one. He was dropped against one. Four changes. Uh, and, um, Lou made eight changes. And Ingram back in goal. Yeah. Um, so it, it was a game that you, it was going to be one of those typical end of season dead rubbers, but I still think it was quite enjoyable. Is that something you agree it was with? Good game to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, was... it, wasn't, it wasn't one of the boring nil nil. It wasn't one of them ones where you're like, uh, put, well, to be fair, at some points in the game, I was like, I was quite tired, so I was like, uh, I could, could sleep right now, but it was still a decent game, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we did, I, I, thought, I thought for one thing, is, is I think this game was. One of the best we had in a long time in terms of how we controlled the ball. I think that was this was the kind yeah, of yeah. possession-based style that Rosini was going for in terms of. I mean, I think Luton barely had barely touched the ball in the first fifteen minutes. I'm sure a stat came up on screen saying that we'd made we had about 189 passes and Luton had made 22. So yeah. you know yeah, they barely touched dominated. the ball for the first fifteen minutes. Um, and then we had we had we had a few good chances. Um, obviously, Aliar threw on goal, um, deflected I think onto the keeper onto the post or something like that, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And then obviously Ingram coming back in goal, looking quite good. Do you think um, Ingram's got um, is, is 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 going to be happy being one of those players who's perhaps fighting for a number one spot against next season because he is he's just as good to be a number one, isn't he? As, as obviously. We had Darlow has been absolutely brilliant. Baxter was good when he came in. It's, it's just as it was when Baxter was here because it's just oh, both yeah. Ingram and the other keeper fighting for the spot. And I, I mean, I imagine he'd want to be a first choice, but I think because of how close both of them are, I imagine it's enjoyable sort of chase between the two of them on the training field. Mm. Well, I yeah, hope the, the, the logic behind it is, isn't it, that when you've got two really good players vying for one spot, it brings the best out of each other because they have to perform better to to retain that role so it's always a good thing that you've got two first team quality players 
obviously battling for the same position because they're going to play better automatically. Uh, Nathaniel's obviously said we play well at Luton but barely created anything. I, I think that's been a, a story of our season. Sometimes um, yeah. we, 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 we do tend to get to the edge of the box and don't really do anything with it. it don't create that many chances. It was worse under Shotter. Improved slightly under Rosinho. I think the conversion rate has been you know, quite a bit better under Rosie. But um, what, what do you put that down to, Tom, then? So, say, obviously, there's been a lot of times this season where we could probably come away saying, you know what, we played really well that game, but we just, you know, probably wouldn't have scored if we played for another hour. What what does Rosinho have to do to change that next season? I think since Rosinho's come in, we're transformed from, I think when we was on the podcast start of the season, we're saying we were lucky to get a point there. Now it's, we was unlucky not to get three points sometimes. Like, oh, you know, it was unfortunate just to get a point. I think while performances, performance levels improved a lot more. I think obviously when we undershot, we was playing, you know, we played half and then second half, we just fell apart. And but I think right. we were seeing you, we're seeing much more progression. Um, but I think in terms of getting the performance levels, you know, I think in terms of sort of turning them one point into three next season, it's just down to how efficient we are in the final third. I think we've got to be quick, we've touched on already, we've got to be more pragmatic in possession, I think, and got to move forward quicker. But I think, obviously, we've shown promising signs of the football we've played, but there's, certainly, there's always going to be room for improvement. And, and in terms of the goals department, that's where we've been let down. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a baffling one because it's, the games like Sunderland and QPR, we've obviously scored three against QPR, four against Sunderland. Um, I think we just play better when the team that you're playing against is sort of also attacking. I don't know. Oh, yeah. That sounds obvious, but like when someone's when when a team takes the game to us, like Middlesbrough did, and you know in that first half of where I think we played our best half of the season there in terms of the football we played, we play so much better. But I think it's about finding that balance, and and when a team like sort of Luton do play a bit of a low block and like to hit you on the counter, <clears throat> you've got to sort of find the find a solution for that. And currently, we haven't, we haven't found a solution for that. And I think that's what Rossini's got to sort of, you know, figure out in the summer, like a plan B, to, so to speak. Because I think sometimes we sort of, we don't change depending on the game. We sort of let games pass us by. We'll bring on this, we'll bring on someone who's the same personnel. So like you'll you'll take off a Slater and bring on a Doherty who's a similar player. Whereas, you know, it's the last game of the season. You should go for it, really, like, in terms of it, don't obviously don't mean anything. I, I want to see you sort of go for that, maybe take a few more risks. But yeah, it, I mean, it was nice seeing some of the youth, yeah. younger players come on. To be fair, yeah, I was, I was, yeah, Harry Wood coming on, and then scored a hat trick next day against Charlton, didn't he? So yeah, some few days for him. But yeah, it's it's good to see the youth get a chance, and that that's just it's sort of good that we've, um, it's, it's sort of good that for the past like ten games we've had nothing to play for really because it's allowed us sort of bled, you know, blood through the youth like. Obviously, I think if we had a relegation battle to play for, Harry Vaughan might not have been thrown in at the deep end, really, well, because it's I more think of a risk. Vaughan was kind but, of essentially because we had all injuries. Talking of Harry Vaughan, we've, we've got a to hold him back podcast groundbreaking moment. Nathaniel's put, I don't want to put any pressure on the young lad, but Vaughan might be better than Longman. Is, Is he all right? Is over. He that must illness must be taking over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be fair, the, the thing is with Vaughan, he's just he. Yes. The the big yeah the biggest compliment I can give him <laughs> is that he looks like he's he's been playing in the championship for about four or five years, not a player that we've just signed from from yeah. Oldham Athletic, and he's you know chucked him straight into the starting lineup. He hadn't 
once looked phased. The ant looked like you know he's, he's been um, confused as to part of the system. It looks like he understands exactly what Rosinia wants him to do. Um, I think the only criticism he can throw his way is that he's he's, he's very very one footed. He's like me. <laughs> he will not use his left foot. Yeah, um, I think the physicality as well. You know, I think the first few games he played, I think he, he shone really well. But I think the Luton game that was sort of harsh reality of what the championship is about, like the physicality of the game. And I do think he got bullied a bit by his fullback, but I think as he grows more, he's what he's 19, he's going to physically grow as well. Um, and that's that he's only going to get better as a player. You saw it with Keen Lewis Potter, really, like when he first came to the team, but I think he bulks up a bit and then, you know, he was a bit harder to knock off the ball. And that's how he sort of transformed into the player he became. And, and then same with Bowen as well. I think Bowen came into the team as this sort of young player, like he was like 20 years old. And then over the coming seasons, he sort of develops into this, you know, great player. So I think perfectly the same with Harry Vaughan. It's improvement, isn't it? You want you want to see yeah. each season that there's, they've improved on the last. And I think Bowen's a great example of that because when he came in, he scored was it, was it 11, 12 goals. goals, something like that. Then was it fifteen in his first, and then he scored yeah. more the next year, and then was on course to score more the year after. That's that steady yeah. improvement that got him that big move to the Premier League. Obviously, ultimately relegated us. But it, in terms of him and as a player and for the team, you could see that he got better every season. And, and obviously that, like you say, will come with time with on. You know, he's, he's only just come to the, the, this league. Um, and, and that physicality, that intelligence in the game, that bit of streetwise uh, that I think someone like that we've missed, someone like Connolly gave us, um, that ability to wind up the opposition, especially the fans and you know, things like that. Um, all that will just be learned, and I think, like we say, I think we've got the third or fourth youngest average edge in the in the league, or something like it's that. Definitely so, quite low. Yeah, when when you think you've got players like Seri that are in the thirties, and you know it's probably the vast majority of our squad of very early twenties, and um, like you say, but it, I, I, I was going to come back to your point, Tom, about where you said that our changes have been more like for like than, um, you know, sort of trying to actively, proactively try and win the game or something like that. Um, obviously, yeah. Anshep's put a comment there saying we need some game changes also in the squad. I mean, yeah. it, it, we'll all sound like a broken record. With, with There's not much option he's got at the minute, especially with terms of yeah. injury. injuries. Injuries. Uh, we just, I think, but to be fair, every time I've gone on an opposition show or anything like that, um, every squad this season has had so many injuries. I mean, you could probably find 75% of the legal say they've had an injury crisis this season. Um, so it's pretty bizarre that, you know, it's, it's like it must be the recovery from not playing. Um, it's so intense in front of fans under COVID and things like that and then yeah. getting fully into the swing of things. Uh, and maybe the World Cup break. I don't know. Maybe just take point. I think it, does, it takes a lot of rhythm, doesn't it, the players? Because they lose about sharpness a bit. If you're not playing for a month, it's like of anything, if you don't go for a run for a month, you're going to lose that sort of bit of edge and fitness. Like, mm. you know, it's yeah. It's, I mean, they essentially had like a mini season, a mini pre-season, though, didn't they? They, they? they were out there. They were doing training. They were doing, you know, friendly games. Things like I know it's not the same intensity or anything like that, but it's not like they had a month off kind of thing. So it's it is is a bit bizarre. Maybe it's just because of the, was, the routine. It was probably a good thing we had that as well because it allowed. Liam to put his sort of stamp on the team without mm -hmm. having to rely yeah. on trying it in Came games. Yeah, trying oh, it in games. And yeah, we lose these games, but they're building the sort of style up. Speaking so, of a new striker, have you seen who we've been linked with today? Ashley, Ashley Barnes. Barnes. Yeah. He doesn't score. Uh, 
He's a good hand. But he's, he's that, he's he's that, he's that sort of player that, that, that shit house that you, you need. But yeah. it's whether you want to take a gamble on someone who's 33 years old. It's like, I didn't you know, swear this time. It's like, <laughs> Figueredo, it's like Figueredo, you signed in from Forest thinking he's going to be this established championship player. He comes in and he's awful. But, you know, Ashley Barnes is one of them where he's presses, he's aggressive and he's someone that you can bring off the bench and, you know, run down a game. But, He's not someone mm. that should be really be targeting, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, that's not, the thing. He's you, not the recruitment. You've got Aaron Connolly there who can essentially do that, but he's a younger, fitter Yeah, player. you don't want to take a risk on yeah, that. Yeah. After, after a final payday, like, you know, his, his wages are going to be cheap, are they? So, yeah. yeah and I think I've there'll be a lot of championship clubs in, in for him as well. I think. Carl and Grant as well. Yeah. Carl and Grant's... Everyone throwing transfer possibilities in the comments. Sonny Bradley! We'll do a transfer episode. Um, and have Sonny Bradley back. We'll, we'll talk about uh, rumours. You don't, and, we'll and, don't one of them guys that just wants a former player back. No, no, no. no. Sonny Bradley, Sonny Bradley's been good for Luton. He's not like fucking... Yeah. Not, like, today, it's not like Will Keane, who's been naff. Or Curtis Davis, who's <laughs> threw away at Derby's uh, playoff hopes. Yeah, well, Nick Powell, Curtis Davis, Sonny Bradley. I'll have Davis back as a coach. Sam Clucas. Lucas yeah. He's getting released as well. No, yeah. we, we, we'll we'll do an episode talking about transfers and things like that. We'll we'll, we'll do an episode actually as well where we're going to review um, the signings that we made this season. Obviously, with so many being made in the summer, we should it, do a scoring got, system or something like that. Yeah, Maybe well, we're going to do like system, a, yeah. a, 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 everyone does a system. Like, yeah, jury's out, table. Yeah. hit or flop kind of thing. Where you know you can make a decision. I mean, the fact that Figueredo and Woods have been made available for transfer probably answers that question for us already. Uh, but, but we'll we'll do we'll, we'll we've got a lot of um, obviously different episodes planned throughout the summer, especially in terms of transfers and things like that. Because it's going to be a, 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 an interesting one in sit with Brazilia needing to bring in. I think he said six players. Is it fourteen million pound transfer budget, something like that? Um, what is it? Who said the? Who said about the budget? Was it? Adjun. Adjun. Did I actually say? Did I actually say we've got fourteen yeah. mil? I'd, I'd, I just, it's so weird. Like I maybe wouldn't say that player. because people say you've said that and say right, I want oh, yeah. fourteen mil for this player. <laughs> this three, <laughs> yeah. this three million player, give us ten mil though. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. It's, it's so weird seeing an owner come out and say like about the budget. Like I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it. Like you don't need to say that. I think he's sort of. That I is, also that's, don't that's, think, I think it's, it's just true. Because, Reassurance yeah, sort of thing, in it. But well, I think it's because that was the profit margin we made in the last account. Yeah. Isn't it? So that yeah, really maybe is what you've got. To maybe spend. he's not giving anything away. Maybe he's not giving anything That's away. It, I don't it, think it's true. He didn't even going to say the actual number. Yeah. And it exactly. would change anyway more. because we've got players to sell. Players, to, you know, it, 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 some players might leave at the end of the contract, kind of thing, which frees yeah, up more wages. Longman's on his way out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so I think that there's not much more to say about Luton it was just a typical end of season it was quite a nice atmosphere things like that I enjoyed watching it yeah. I can imagine it was quite fun to be in in the away end Tom I think we got quite a few praise yeah. from the from the Luton fans saying we, we we actually had quite a good um, atmosphere for away fans for a dead rubber yeah we actually did yeah we did yeah Tom what was it like knowing you was going to a club where to get into the away end you have to go through a back garden I climbed over the fence where there was a washing line to get into the ground. Nah, Incredible, but uh, nah, it's, 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 I've, I've been there sec, second time I've been, and the yeah, concourse been is like, it's like it's like a terrace house garden. That's all it is, literally. And, and yet, yeah, people are doing much for that. 
Well, they've got to spend uh, at least is it ten million at, at least to to meet to meet the facilities requirements. Yeah, they go, the Premier they go up next season. Yeah, Which obviously with the money you get for promotion to the Premier League, it's 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 not really that much. It could be an easy fix. Yeah, I mean, Luton strike me as the kind of club that would be will take the Premier League money and run kind of thing, not well, Nottingham Forest. My opinion on that is I hate that as well because it's very nice, it's a very old school sort of thing. There's nothing wrong with old school football grounds. They don't all need to be ovals. Yeah, but imagine Man United going now or Chelsea or something with a thousand capacity. Like, well, they've had know. people, they've had, they've had lots like, well, this season they've had like Sheffield United and Sunderland who have big, decent away followings go there. Yeah. Sunderland have taken four or five K to some of them this season. Phenomenal. Impressive, didn't they? Five thousand is pressing, I think. Mad. Yeah, especially for being right out in the sticks up in the northeast. It's a lot of travelling to do yeah. as well, isn't it? Where, um, where obviously worse than Yeah. Uh, so there's not much more to cover, really, because we, we, we'll save the majority of stuff. We, we're actually probably longer than I expected us to be. We were struggling to find yeah. things to talk about today. Um, Interesting. We'll, 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 we'll cover the Player of the Year awards, obviously. That was um, before the Swansea game. Was it before the Swansea game or just after? Um, after. Was it just after? Uh, like a week ago, wasn't it? Yeah, the winners were... Uh, Frank Donahue, young academy player of the year, Stan Ashby, yep. a little bit of a legacy player there. So hopefully, following in a Jacob Greaves kind of. He's also had a good time, I think, for the the young team as well. Hopefully, following yep. his dad's footsteps. Yep, hopefully. Um, player, uh, fans, player of the season, player, player of the season was Regan Slater. Uh, yep. Deserved. Can't disagree. Really, mine was Seri, but I can't disagree with Slater either. It was even mine wasn't Slater, but mine still won the best award. <laughs> what the did I vote? It? I think I, I actually voted for Figueroa. McGle- yeah, yeah, tonight. <laughs> um, no, I, I voted for Macker, I think, just because of the impact he had when he came into the side. Oh, really? I, I mean, to be fair, yeah. on on a, on the basis of the fact that it's player of the season and Slater played from the beginning, whereas Macca sort of came in around November, December time, probably means that it should have gone to Slater kind of thing. But I just think Macca's um, impact on, on the back four as soon as he came in was just instant and, and very deserved. But like you yeah. say, there was about three or four players that could have got it. Alfie Jones could well, have got it. You'd be happy with I, it as well. I, I voted for Alfie Jones and yeah. our own well, manager indicated well, that. Alfie Jones got player of the season, obviously um, said by Rosie. Um, it did surprise me, actually, because I did think he was going to go Regan. Uh, I did as well. I thought he was going to go to Twitter. I put on Twitter clean suits. I thought, with the comments he's made about with seniors, and like, he's a joy to work with and all that. I thought, yeah, he's going to vote. He's going to obviously choose him. But Alfie Jones, well deserved, I think. Had a great season, like, especially since we're seniors come in. Like, obviously, him and McLaughlin's made a great partnership. And, you know, it takes a lot for someone to obviously take Jacob Greaves' spot, really. So, yeah, well, I mean, he's got you player of the year. Yeah. yeah, which is odd. It, 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 I, I, I think I mentioned... Because he's 21, uh, bef- 21 before... Um, yeah, yeah, but 21. Season. If it's under 23, that's fair enough, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like the age of the award, it makes sense. Because I remember, I think I remember I, I, I said I, vote, I would have Greavesy as it when everyone was saying who wins what not kind of thing on Twitter. I did say Greaves because obviously his age. But then when I messaged Gabe about it and said that obviously he won and, and he was like, it just seems odd that Jacob Greaves is winning Young Player of the Year and I think it's because obviously he's made he's been so many so first long. team appearances. He's been around here for so long. You feel like it should be an award for a Harry Vaughan kind of player, don't you? The, 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 a youngster that's, that's coming to the team to make it. He's made like 130 appearances in the league alone already for us as Greaves. 
So yeah, yeah young for the season does feel a bit weird. <laughs> it's just bizarre, isn't it, when you think about it? He's so it. experienced. I think Seri should have won outfit of the night. I don't know. Ar- oh, Aaron, Connolly. Yeah, Aaron Connolly was there. <laughs> like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, it, it was very like Gucci or something like that, wasn't it? It, oh, it, it had been like, very uh, expensive. Yeah. Seri had that. Uh, was it Gucci or was it Armani? Something like that. Versace, maybe. Yeah, it, Seri looks proper suave. Like. Dapper. Some, some he, of the he, players have got some very questionable outfit choices, I think. Like, I think I saw Greg Dockett with a pullover on. Not a bad <laughs> thing, but. I think he, I think the players that he, he didn't expect to win, so I don't think he dressed up like if he, if he was you know if he expected well, he to win, win in award, the summer. Yeah, he won, he won the goal of the season, didn't he? Which I agreed with, I think. Yeah, yeah, rocket. Yeah, right, I, was, I was gonna say that was the other award. Obviously, docs. It was either for me. It was either that or the Longman, Longman against Rotherham because I just love that team goal as a as a, an attack. Yeah, I, bet, I think I goal of the season is very interesting because it depends because everybody has such a different view on what they think is a, a good goal. Like some people would prefer a thirty yard thunderbolt into the top corner, whereas some people appreciate the the thirty eight pass team move kind of thing. Depends on the mood. Very subjective, isn't it? Um, I mean, I I I think I voted for the Longman one against. I voted for the Longman one because yeah. I didn't think it'd win. Well, I, I don't know. That's a bit weird logic. Well, no, I, I, I wanted I wanted it to win, but I thought Doctor's going to get it because everyone always goes for the the Thunder bastard. Uh, ex- well, stop. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else to cover really. Um, obviously, it was a. I mean. We'll kind of finish on the fact that, I mean, I put a tweet out asking um, the final question of it was, would you deem this season as a success? Would you deem it as a success, Will? Yes, after October, especially, yes. And what about you, Tom? Yeah, I think in terms of where we are right now, I think second season, obviously second season back in the Championship, another season called Consolidation, improved from last season, I'd say it's a success, but... Like if you had to, if I had to rate it out of ten, at probably a six. Mm. So, I mean, yeah. it, it's tough in it because obviously, beginning of the season, I think we all, I mean, as we'll find out because we'll find all of our predictions and see how wrong we all oh, were. I think it's really bad. Um, but did you make it? Did you do a table prediction? Well, we all guessed where we would. I, I think I did do a table prediction, but I, I, I did no chance of finding that. City's fair. I put thirteen for Hull, so. Better than last season, yes, for me. I mean, the thing is, is like we said, the start to the season under Shotter, regarded obviously excluding the first four or five where we went unbeaten and were top of the league, and then just fell off a cliff. That 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 form before November was just we we you were watching it, but you knew that that wasn't where this team should be. I think that was the most frustrating part of yeah. it was that it's the especially with the amount of quality we had in the side. Like all the signings we made were, were, were players that you likes of Seri that that should progress this team forwards, and you were you were similar to where we were last year. Um, but when you look at it, and we all pretty much would say mid table is where we should be, and mid table is where we ended up. I mean, obviously we made the right appointment in terms of Rosinia, um, shored up the defence, and I think we've got perfect building blocks for next season. Um, so for me, I would say it's a success. I mean, we didn't end up in a relegation fight. We stayed up safely, comfortably yeah. in the end. We, we didn't really have anything to play for for the last two months because uh, we, we knew realistically, but all, all but mathematically, we were staying up anyway. 
Um, we've signed some good players, some good young players, some good season players like like Seri and and and, and Cyrus Christie, Cal Dowler yeah. came in on loan. We, 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 we've made really? some good signings and next season, obviously, we'll, we'll see what happens in summer, who leaves, who comes, and then we'll, we'll, we'll sort of we'll we'll all predict where we're we're going to finish again and we'll see what happens. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. So uh, cheers for joining me, anyway, guys, and anybody that was uh, viewing all the way through us with that um, and and managed to listen to us make something out of nothing for this episode. <laughs> We appreciate Fair the effort, yeah. well done, guys. We were all in this together, team effort. Lee, I bet Lee Walker, Walker still here. Loyal fan, Lee Walker. Yeah, he probably will be. Like Lee Walker, <laughs> NShep, Ian Templeman, people like that who are here every week. Yeah. Absolutely love it. People who watch every week but don't comment, appreciate it too. If if nobody's hit subscribe yet, by the way, please do. Uh, we're nearly at 400, so that would help. And then obviously, like I said, the, the Goals TV link there. Just type in goals.tv. Yeah, there's Lee for you, look, Tom. Thumbs up for you, appreciate it. Thumbs up, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your efforts. So, of course, enjoyed the band. I mean, we're not done yet, Ian. We've got a few more episodes left. Um, but we appreciate the support. Like I said, type in goals.tv in the bar. If you use code T H uh, A B when you're signing up, you sign you join for free. Uh, especially if you're into some of your American sports, it's a great site to be on. Uh, we're on there as well, obviously. Um, we are sponsored by uh, the old zoological in Hull. Got it right. Uh, we're part of the Talksport fan network. Yeah, yeah, boy. A, like a tick list at the end of the episode here, and to, so that we're not sat here awkwardly look, look, watching you all as we leave, we're going to leave you with this. So, cheers for watching, guys, and see you later. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.